Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn some cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Go to www.symbol.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD, that's SD as in sugar daddy, to make your deposit risk-free. Visit w.symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means if you lose money, you know what, they'll just refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Spotify Greenroom is the live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. Talk to our fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Share experiences. Get into conversations like you get on Twitter. Except for, you know, you're not dealing with dog gamies and whatnot. And, of course, if you want to, of course you have to, go to the Spotify Green Room. You can find the app. It's on the iOS App Store. It's free. Download it or Google Play Store. Create your profile, link your Twitter, and join a group. Yes, Pitt fans, it's not over till it's over. Yeah, I know. It's a painful loss on so many levels. Of course, the college football playoff possibilities are done because, well, we were going to have to win out to do that. And, but... The ACC Coastal, we're still in the driver's seat. And basically, we're pretty much going to have to win out to wrap that up. We could, I mean, we, we can't afford at least one loss, I'm thinking. But that's about it. We can't afford two more losses. Uh, we have to have a, you know, it's, I like to see this team win out, but they got UVA and 
they're playing good football. I mean, well, not really good football. They're just offensively they're playing good football, but defensively not so much. Um, North Carolina is just North Carolina, you know, good offense. And of course there's Duke. And Duke's just bad this year. And don't forget Syracuse, who bought who knocked off Boston College and they're sitting at five and four in the um, Atlantic. I think if Dino can get them to a bowl game, well, as long as they don't beat us, I think he buys himself some job security because I think, you know, probably one of his better coaching jobs he's done this year. I mean, I, I think maybe good possibility Syracuse is in the, in the long haul with him because they have to really, you know, they've had so many, they haven't had a whole lot of coaching stability. I mean, they, they, you know, when, when they had Maroney as their coach, they went to some bowl games. He left. And they just, uh, yeah. And, of course, there was Greg Robinson, that whole mess. They hired G-Rob. And that was after Paul Pasqualoni, I remember. And, and I don't know what the hell he was doing there. I mean, he had a, it looked like he had a nice staff. And they tried to make Perry Patterson look QB than what he wasn't. And... They just lost a boatload of games, and G-Rob was out. But yes, Pitt just lost to Miami, and they dropped a heartbreaker, 30-34, to and there's, you know, there's just so much to get into in this game. I guess we should go over the stats and look at them real quick. Um, Kenny Pickett had a hell of a day. Well, statistically, well, not really, but, I mean, it depends on what numbers you look like. He was... 39 of 55 for 519 yards. He set a new pit record for passing yards in the game. Three TDs, two picks, two really crucial ones that really hurt. One was before the half where they had a chance to tie the game. And it seemed like he forced that one to taste your Mac. At that point in the first half, it seemed like Pitt's, not Pitt, but Miami's, you know, Miami defensively was was getting the pit physically and mentally. It seemed like not, they were becoming unglued at that point. And of course, Kenny was running for his life on on several you know times. And I think I think that play itself, the way I looked, the way I looked at it, is Kenny was anticipating the rush, and he and you know. He had another guy wide open, I believe. It was, I think it was Jordan Asson. He was it was a wide open, and he forced it to Mac. And I think possibly he was trying to get the ball as quick as he could because he was getting rushed, and he just didn't make the read long enough. That's all I can think about. That's all I can really say about that. And of course, Miami went up thirty-one seventeen at the halftime, and yeah. And then of course the second half, the la- the pick late in the game. There looked like there was a little miscommunication on that one, and God, I felt like Adam Morrison in that game against UCLA, where they, where UCLA, I think they cut the lead the one, and then Gonzaga inbounded the ball, they turned it over, UCLA got a scoop and score and, and the foul, and the look on Adam Morrison's face. The agony, he was in tears. I mean, the game wasn't even over yet. And that dude knew it was over. And 
he just, you know, he knew it was the end. And that's kind of how I felt when Kenny threw that pick. And then what made it worse is that was that safety call that got missed. That dude was that dude didn't, did not make it out. And you know, there was just some. I mean, Pitt, I mean, Pitt had such a big mountain to climb. I mean, there was the, I mean, the fishing wasn't that good. I mean, it was pretty shoddy at bad, really, really bad, and especially in the second half. And it seemed like no matter what Pitt did, everything was negated by a penalty. But um, Pitt dug themselves a hole, though, in the first half. So you can't totally blame a fishing. The first half, I mean, Pitt gave up 31 points. Bad tackling, bad coverage, bad everything. All, all the things that, uh, that Pitt could have done. You know, Pitt, you know, that, you know Pitt's been guilty of, reared its ugly head. And it just irks me every freaking time. I mean, there's been there's a few times that we could have beat Miami. I think one was when they made a coaching change when they got Governor Val Grow. <clears throat> they were energized and of course fucking beat us. Then of course now you know they were they were struggling early in the season. Derek King got hurt, and let's be honest, Tyler Van Dyke is a way better quarterback than Derek King ever was. I mean, he had a nice little career at Houston. He did some things here in Miami, but. Tyler Van Dyke is way better than Deer King. And if anything, he may have saved many Diaz his job. If this keeps up. You know, he was 32, 42 for 426 yards, three TDs, one pick. You know, just... You know, Pitt just had some... Uh, offensively, Pitt was fine. Well, you know, we actually passed the ball more we were running it. I mean, we ran the ball only 23, only 23 three times in this game, and I'm not sure uh, what happened there. I mean, well, of course, we were playing from, from behind most of it, but God, that, la- that this game stung. And I was, you know, we knew eventually it was going to come, but we figured, you know, and, and, I mean, up until noon at Heinz Field, everybody was talking pit. I mean, my dad's in a group text with his relatives with it about talking pit. You had alumni, football alumni, especially all proud talking about pit. I mean, you had heavy metal legends like Brett Michaels excited about pit. We were 17th in the AP top 25. Everything was so good. And today, not today, but Saturday at Heinz Field, it all just came crashing down. But we got um, we got Duke this week at Duke a noon game. We know it's eleven a.m. Let me see. I th- well, I think it's a Central Time that's coming by, but you know, yeah. But was you know, as Pitt fans, we had our we got our hopes up high, and that's just what happens. But at the end of the day, this we got four more games left. We could finish ten and two, although. I could see us finishing nine and three. Maybe win the coastal still at nine and three, and of course lose our, lose the conference title game and lose our bowl game and finish nine and five. That would pretty much be. I mean, if I'm being really, really negative, really self-loathing at this point, 
Yeah, 95 would be vintage pit all the way. Going 93 and finishing 95, would, that's something pit would do because I think we finished 705 um, to win the coastal a few years back, and we finished 707 for the year. I mean, that was pretty much, you know, that was, you know, we did that pretty much without a, without, with a pretty much without a passing game, you know, a really good passing game because we, we had really good two running backs and. I remember that because we got rid of. Remember, I remember we got rid of Sean Watson. People were like, "Whoa, we got Whipple now." But the thing is, Pitt was scoring more touchdowns, you know, with Watson. Well, Watts, Sean Watson had a freaking NFL offensive line practically, and he had two NFL freaking running backs. When you have two, when you have something like that, that minimizes your mediocre passing game. But then when they're but then when that part of that line graduates and, they, and of course your running backs graduate, uh, well things are uh, going to be a little different. And for God's sakes, can please people? I don't get this. Why do people in these when it, when there's that group email that goes out and people aren't supposed to be on the distribution list and you know it's nationwide. Everybody's got to hit a reply to fucking all. Nobody cares if you're a coordinator or a director or a manager or some sort of thing. Nobody cares about your goddamn whatever title, whatever you have after your name, whether it's freaking A plus, Network Plus, you know, PMP, whatever the case is. Nobody cares about any of that. Okay, nobody cares about your freaking logo at the bottom of your email address of where you work at, and your your phone, your fax, whatever. Nobody cares. That you have everything freaking bolded, and you have all—I mean, congr- I mean, it's great that you—I mean, I'm happy for that you've accomplished so much in your career. But we all don't have to know about it. Do that on LinkedIn. But yeah, I had to just break character for a minute. But yeah, nine or five would pretty much be a vintage. That's something Pitt would do. I mean, that'd be like that'd be like seven and five, and just you know, that's like an upgraded version of seven and five, pretty much. If that would happen, you know, it's like going from, I guess it's like going from a Nissan Murano from a Nissan Rogue to a Nissan Murano. I mean, they're almost like the same car, kind of, except for Murano maybe maybe has a bigger engine. I, I apologize for anybody who owns a Rogue or Murano. I'm just making a general point. It's like going from a Kia, well, Kia Sorento to a. Kia Sportage almost. Well, Sorento, you get at least three rows. On a, I guess on newer models, you do now. I think there were some packages where you didn't get the third row. And I remember I was so excited to get the third row when I got mine because I'm having all the, you know, the three kids. And now, they, and, you know, it was good for a while, but now they don't care about the third row now. You know, I liked it because at least it spread the mind. They weren't trying to kill each other for, you know, if we're on a a road trip to wherever, they weren't trying to kill each other. I'm, I'm, you know, I hope I don't get more goddamn emails and stuff from coworkers. But yeah, I mean, the big story here though is, you know, Pitt's, Pitt's defense credit, they did in the second half, Give up only seven points. They did their job, and that's what people were telling me. That, you know, they were complaining to me, you know, at the half about this, and I had to go. And I had to go for Twitter for a while because during the game, because it, these 
discussions were getting emotional. I just said that Miami was getting a pit physically, mentally, and I was like, Pitt needs to do something at halftime to get this, you know, sorted out. That's pretty much what I said. And some people replied back, oh, do you watch football? They got 380 yards in total offense. Do you watch football? And I do watch football, but I mean, you can rack up all the yards that you want, but if you're not getting touchdowns, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I saw some of the replies I was giving were pretty emotional and I'm like, yeah, I need to get off of here. Because I, I even was starting to get, you know, I even started was getting the, you know, I realized that I was starting to get a lot more negative as the game went along. And I had to just, you know, when you get too negative, people don't want to go on Twitter and, and see you constantly making negative stuff. Same old pit, this sucks, whatever. So I, I, I walked away from Twitter for a bit. I was like, you know what? I don't need to, I just need to <laughs> go find, go, uh, go for a walk, go find something else to do and come back refreshed. And, of course, I, I quoted my tweet saying, hey, good adjustments by Kenny and the gang in the second half. At least they're fighting. But, uh, yeah, Pitt, you know, they fought enough. It just, they had opportunities, but, like, um, they just, they had chances at the end. They just couldn't get it done. I mean, we could forget about, I mean, the, the whole Kenny Heisman thing is, is dead now because now Kenny's no longer the flavor of the month for the Heisman hype. He's now gone. He's been removed. And what coincidence is November now. So yeah, the month and uh, October's over. So Kenny's no longer the flavor of the month. Other flavors have um, been, you know, brought in. There's some flavors they did retain. And let's be honest, if Kenny played in the SEC or, or probably Oklahoma or Texas, maybe USC or Oregon, and, or in Ohio State, Michigan, Kenny would probably still be in the Heisman talk right now. He'd still be a front runner. I mean, if Saquon Barkley, as good as he was at Penn State, can't get a Heisman invite, then there's no. I mean, it doesn't matter what Kenny does. I mean, he he's he may he actually may get a Heisman invite, but he's not going to win the Heisman. But as uh, but as the, as, as uh, the guy by the name of Twitter at the Josh Banks told me. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman when he was eight and five, so that's another flip side to it. Maybe he you know, he still can. Who knows? But but then again, Lamar played for Louisville, and of course, yeah. But guys, let me tell you about our new sponsor. Symbol is a sports dog market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on it. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn cash. Second, just like the stock market, you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use the promo code SD, that's in Sugar Daddy, to make your first deposit risk-free. That means if you lose or decide a market isn't for you, you can they will just refund your deposit, no questions asked. And let me tell you about Spotify Green Rooms, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download news. Talk to our fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Perfect watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and the breaking news. I mean, it's an audio-only like you know social platform like Twitter. I mean, imagine if you're part of Steelers Twitter or Penguins Twitter. You guys can get a big room together and chat, you know, together, hang out, you know, have a few beers and just talk. You know, you can start join your ongoing conversations. You know, like I said, watch games together, react to the latest rumors. Maybe you're watching a game and the Ravens are losing, or Bengals are losing, or maybe the Browns are losing. Y'all can just talk about that. How about the Browns suck? 
and you can join on uh, any kind of conversations. And who knows, maybe insiders, maybe Ed Bouchette shows up, or uh, you know, Paul Zeiss, athletes, executives, and of course other you know athletes may show up, executives in real time. All you do is go and download the app from the iOS App Store, Google Play Store, create your profile, link your Twitter, come in with your spiciest takes. All right, speaking of the Steelers, they won yesterday against the Browns. It wasn't pretty, but um, I don't talk much Steelers talk on here because you know, I've been out of Pittsburgh for Lord knows how long, 12 years now. I don't get many games down here. I just know what I know from Twitter and highlights and whatnot. You know, I can really, I can, I can respect the shit talking from the Ravens fans. I can actually respect them as a fan base because they actually win things. They've won two Super Bowls. You know, I can respect that. They won division titles. They've beaten us several times. I shouldn't say us. They've beaten the Steelers several times. You know, I can respect their shit talking because they've actually. Backed it up. The Browns, they remind me of Rutgers fans when Rutgers started winning under Shiano. I mean, they became, they, I mean, the Rutgers fans became insufferable on, on, on the message boards when they started winning because they thought they were freaking, um, they thought they were freaking Ohio State or, who, or, you know, or USC, whoever was the elite teams at the time. And they taught, I mean, they thought they were very an elite program. All of a sudden, I mean, my kudos to them—they they got into the Big Ten. But I mean, let's let's let's, let's face it. Big Ten only married them for the money, because you know of the New York, you know, whatever. They need some presence in that little market. I mean, if they really wanted presence in the New York market, they, they could just grab. They could just grab UConn and call it a day because UConn has that, that at that time had that market, or they could grab Syracuse. But I think Syracuse at that point already went to the ACC. But yeah, I mean there was other options. They didn't have to grab um, Rutgers at all. I just went. I just I would took UConn if I was the Big Ten. But what's done is done. Yeah, but the Browns have barely done anything, and you know, and especially with the quarterback they have, and, they, and of course they just shit talk all the time. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. It's just, you know, it's like the time. It's like the time Fifty Cent. Um, I forget what album he released. He started dissing Jada Kiss, Fat Joe, and. Um, Nas, and it's kind of like when it's kind of like the time when Fifty was trying to diss Nas, and Nas was like, you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> Jada actually, you know, Jada actually went after Fifty, and of course he bodied him pretty bad. I can see Fat Joe being a, an easy target for Fifty. I mean, that's pretty much his easiest target. Eventually, those two made up. But then, of course, 50 was the victim of his own little game because eventually, I think he eventually left the aftermath because he just wasn't happening anymore. I mean, he's been successful since then. I mean, he's made investments. But he, got the, he eventually got the taste of his own medicine. 
Uh, Tallman obviously made a bonehead decision because on the road you always take the points. But uh, a lot of people always complain about Tallman uh, living in his fears. And I give him some credit. You know, he didn't live in his fears. You know, he, uh, he decided to go do a fake. It was, it, it, it turned out disastrous because uh, they, you know, Chris, um, Chris Boswell got hurt. So it, was, it proved disastrous. In fact, let me pull my predictions as well. But at the end of the day, the Steelers pulled it out. And a win's a win. And, of course, they're not in last place anymore. The Browns are at the bottom. Bengals lost as well. And, of course, you know, the Steelers can find themselves, you know, in a, in a good spot here. Given how disastrous things start off for the, for the Steelers early in the year, uh, they're, at, they're you know they're at four and three now. In fact, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, they find themselves at four and three now, and that's big for them. That's huge. I mean, uh, if, if if you tell me at the at the half, I mean, Bengals got the uh, I think the Ravens were off this week. Week it looks like. Let's see, twenty fourth. Their next game was the seventh. Yeah, they played the Vikings. But uh, I think they have, but, um, I'm not going to get the conspiracy theories on that one, but whatever. What I feel about the Ravens. So let's take a look at uh, what happened to me in the, uh, the Pick'em games. Let's see here. North Carolina, Notre Dame. I had Notre Dame minus three and a half. It's 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 amazing. It's I really wish I would have bet a lot of these games because I probably would have won them. I'd, be, I'd probably be rich. I won that one. Uh, let's see. Virginia Tech won. I I just bet. I just went money line on that one. Let's see. They won. Clemson won. Syracuse won. Wake won. And uh, let's see, I had Wake at minus 17. Wow, I actually won that one. NC State, it's amazing. It's, you know, I'm surprised I'm, I don't bet these games because I could probably, you know, Lord knows I'd be rich. But I'm, I'm, hor- I'm horrible betting, so I'd rather just, you know, not get too carried away. Uh, Pitt lost. Pitt, I had Pitt minus 9. That, was, that lost. My two bit, this is hilarious. My only two losses. For the ACC, I had BYU winning, and I had the over with the BYU at sixty-four. I in the ACC, I was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight and two, and my only two losses were Pitt and minus nine and the under at sixty-one point five. I was eight and two in the ACC. Uh, let's take a look at the top 25, how I did, how I fared. I know I lost, some, I know I lost a bunch there. So I'm pretty good with the, uh, these picks here with, in terms of ACC for the most part. Um, although, I mean, I guess the spread I was, I was let's see, one, two, uh, I was two, three and two against the spread, obviously, so that didn't fare well. I mean, if I'm doing parlays, I mean, that was good. Excuse me, I'm drinking my tea. 
But let's take a look at the top 25 and see who I was picking. I had Georgia winning. I didn't do spreads because I suck, but I probably, you know. And let's see here. Um, how did Auburn do? Auburn won. I figured they were due. Ohio State was, um, I took Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Uh, that was a trap set by Vegas. And of course they were right. And I was wrong on that one. Uh, I will say, I think the one big thing was, okay, Michigan State won. I did pretty well there. Wisconsin won. I had Baylor winning. I had West Virginia plus seven, that one. Man, I had a really good weekend. I mean, if I would like, if I would like gamble one, do parlays and shit, or actually bet these games, I would probably do. I would probably do pretty well. Mississippi State won too. So top twenty-five. Oh, this was a good weekend. One, two, three, four, seven, and one. I don't know. Maybe I should trust my own picks for once. Uh, maybe not. So look at this, guys. I was eight and two in the ACC, seven and one in my top twenty-five. Overall, I was fifteen and three. Hmm. Crazy, huh? Yeah, it is. It's totally crazy. But oh well. I mean that's good. I mean I I mean it's funny it's funny how I didn't you know yeah if I would bet a lot of these games I'm sure I could probably do pretty well but I but I'm I, I'm I'm horrible betting I don't trust my own bets so yeah that's what happens when you're when you when you know what I've learned from uh, betting and if it gets to be mental for you like if it's uh, if it gets in your head. If you have a balance, just cash it out because you're you're about to lose it. Take a, or just leave it there and take a break and come back refreshed. Because once you once you get in your head and you start making these bets to cover up for any like little loss you had, yeah, it ends pretty badly. But anyways, here I'm scratching my my beard and of course all kind of other crap. Probably because I'm pissed off that I uh, <laughs> I, I don't trust my own bets. Now I knew Saturday was going to be a bad game because I did late night go. To, I did late night. I went to Burger King because I'm one of those uh, quarter pound kings that are you know that are um, two for six. I go to Burger King late at night and they were out of burgers. All they had left was chicken. And then last night after freaking Halloween, I wanted to go to Burger King because I want a quarter pound king. I get there and they took their last order for the night. I'm like, what? I'm like, what's going on here? I was hungry, so naturally I went to Raising Cane's and got something. Because all that walking stuff, I was hungry. So I'm going to put off my, uh, my, my quest for the Quarter Pound King off for another time. But yeah, that's the biggest travesty of them all. Although I heard that garlic burger from Burger King is really good. I mean, I, mean, I will say this much about Burger King is... The fries kind of suck. Um... The chicken, I mean, they have ghost pup pepper nuggets, which I want to try. But, I mean, their chicken nuggets are only good unless, you, unless you're really in a pinch. I mean, unless you're really that desperate for food. But 
you know, if you're desperate for a really cheap meal, that's where you go. But I mean, I do want to try the ghost pepper nuggets. Those look, those look pretty decent. I used to love the chicken tenders as a kid growing up. I mean, that um, those chicken tenders, that, sm- that smoky barbecue sauce. God, it was so good. I'm not sure if they still make them or not. I mean, they had the chicken fries, obviously. The chicken fries obviously overshadow the tenders now, but but the uh, the tenders were good. I mean, I, st- I used to love the burgers, too, because I did like the flame broil. Bro- and, of course, uh, my ESPN audio just turned on. Let me turn this off. Sorry, guys. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do like a flame broil patty. I mean, I do, I do think their burgers are pretty underrated, and... I mean, McDonald's, I love the Quarter Pounder. I'd rather get that than McDoubles. I mean, they, they aren't, I mean, the doubles are cheap, but get a nice Quarter Pounder because you're going to get all what you... You're going to get complete satisfaction out of that meal. I mean, you can just get the burger, but... Whereas if you get the McDoubles, you're like, ah, I'm just eating this because, you know, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh... Of course, I mean, as a kid, I love the little, the smaller Burger King burgers. I can't eat them as much because they're always, you know, they always overcook them. And they're dry now. I mean, you're better off just getting a Whopper because at least it's going to be, at least you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit better, a little bit more of a better result for you. And if it's not fresh when you get it, just take it home and microwave it for a little bit, like, like 30 seconds, and then you got yourself a nice, you know, a revived burger. Or you go to McDonald's and get one cooked fresh. Who knows? I mean, I know I did see one. I did see a TikTok of how Burger King burgers are made, and pretty much it's um they just throw them in the uh, broiler. <laughs> They're frozen. Just throw them in the broiler. And yeah, I understand that, but you know what? I'm still gonna eat it no matter what, as long as it tastes good. With the you know with the with the, you know, the mustard and pickles and the sesame seed bun, I'm definitely gonna do that. But as far as trick or treating went, um, kids had a blast. At one point, at one point of my, um, at one point in my neighborhood, there was one group that was having like a whole block party. They had music blasting, yards decorated. One guy had the freaking sandworm from Beetlejuice, and it was an awesome thing. They had, I mean, it was great. I hope that's still up, by the way. I have to take a look at it. Maybe I'll drive by and take a look. But anyways, guys, I'll stop it here. Hell in a pit. I will talk to you later.